ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, the Brazilian giant Venetius, the temptress witch, Ivy, and the senior ref, ref, Amy Veronica, talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Wrestling fans, this is insane. I am Nelio Cuomo Costa here, WWR. It is Rewind Wrestling Radio is the name of the show. This is going to be the best episode in months because Ted is taking a night off. We get to take our pants off, our shirt off. There's probably no kids uh, listening to this. We, oh, my God, it's happening already. We're going to tell kids to do drugs. We're going to tell, uh, uh, <laughs> tell people to do bad things. Because Ted's not here to tell us not to, and he's not here to edit it out. Okay, guys, so uh, we have a kind of a crazy episode. Uh, obviously, we have Ivy, we have the Temptress, which, say hello, Ivy, say hello to the fans at home, say hello to the kids. Hello, everybody, hello. And then, of course, we have the new mouth of the South, new CCW play-by-play man, Mr. Tyler Peters. Say hello, How's Tyler. it going, everybody? Yeah, hello. It's, it's always a pleasure to be here. Tyler, uh, he is uh, uh, not in his shower today, unfortunately. So his, ki- you know, <laughs> thank you, God, yeah. you can you can send the money to the cash app. So next week he'll be back in the shower. <laughs> and then, of course, the wonderful, wonderful ref. Pineapple is her safe word. Uh, she is a conspiracy theorist. She's a big fetishist. Say hi to referee Amy. Hey, buy Bitcoin. Do it. <laughs> Guys, buy the dick. Uh, Bitcoin got down to thirty-three thousand. Obviously, um, you know you take a hit there, but if you can keep buying the dips, I always about buying the dips. I was in Bitcoin at about eight eight thousand. I was out at twenty-eight thousand Christmas two years ago. Back in at about thirteen thousand. Now every time I see a dip, like especially last week, you just buy that Bitcoin. So just buy and hold, buy and hold, um, and uh, don't buy disclaimer. any coins. Forget the Dogecoin. <laughs> Uh, we can talk about this later, but I'm telling Disclaimer, you. Disclaimer, he is not a financial consultant. I am not, not a financial consultant. Buy the dips, buy the dips, buy the dips. This is all for entertainment purposes. That's right. He's Rewind not. Wrestling Radio is not responsible for any terrible decisions that you choose to Look, make in influencing Buy fake coins. Guys, buy the dips. Let me tell you why alt- altcoins are not good, though. I'll tell you why stuff like, like Dogecoin, uh, I mean, even Litecoin, the problem is, is uh, something like Bitcoin has had the opportunity for for analysts to really take a look at their algorithms and make sure that the blockchain is 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 strong. When you have these other coins, you don't have that opportunity. So I'm just letting you know. Okay, look, this is this is not the last time Bitcoin will crash. It will crash again. I'm not a consultant. When countries start attacking uh, cryptocurrency, you're going to see an even bigger dip. But if you keep buying the dip. You're gonna find you're gonna be fine in the end. You know it's the same way. For instance, if you hold an ETF for years and every time you see a decent drop, you put your money in. It's the same principle, only with a more volatile uh, um, um, investment of vehicle. So I don't know how this became a Bitcoin podcast. I don't know why we have twenty thousand followers all of a sudden. All I did was make a joke. <laughs> we're not even. We're not even. Uh, we're not even being recorded. And all of a sudden, I know there's like twenty thousand people listening because the word cryptocurrency was used. But well, I'm again, sorry, guys. We're not going to be talking not- about. We're, we're not, not going to be talking about no, Let's get back to wrestling, y'all. Come we on. We are going now. to be talking about professional wrestling, and we are going to be talking about death today. I know it's a really <laughs> light subject. No, we we always have we always come with you with like a bunch of light, you know, like fluffy, fun things and rainbows you know, light, and unicorns you know, and rainbows, clouds. unicorns, 
OnlyFans, foot fetish stuff. No, it's <laughs> Ivy fans, remember? That's Tyler's stuff. No, I'm talking about Tyler. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we're talking about Tyler. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We had, for amazing, another, another we, had show. Amazing, we had an amazing weekend at CCW. Ref Amy did a, a wonderful job. We had one of the bloodiest matches I've ever been a part of or seen or promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple moments where, you know, things might have gotten out of hand. Um but it ended up okay. People are okay. But it was awesome. Like it was like that mix of like horror, horror and beauty. And uh, I don't want to do too much blood and guts anymore. Um, I know that there was a couple uh, younger people watching that were literally afraid. So I want to definitely tone that down. But you guys are gonna love to see it. I don't know if I can post the match on YouTube. I probably will not be able to post it on YouTube. But um, I'll find an alternative way for um, our fans to be able to see it down the road. Uh, we have a bunch of shows coming up next week. Bash at the Brew Five, Super Crazy, and Ricky Marvin face the South American Alliance. Ariel Levy, Phoenicius, and uh, uh, you know, of course, Bill Alfonso. That match is gonna be crazy. You have Will Austin and Alex Ocean in the Last Man Standing. And here I am talking about not wanting to do blood and guts, but there's no way that you can avoid those two psychopaths from, uh, you know, literally stabbing each other with knives or whatever they're going to do. Uh, you have Jake Tucker and Cha-Cha Charlie, and then you have a bunch of really awesome matches. You have Santos, uh, who is making um, his Bash the Brew um, debut, which is insane. Santos will be there. I don't know. I guess it was supposed to be a surprise. Whoops. Uh, I just I just uh, uh, broke that surprise. So go to ccwrestlingfl.com. If you're in South Florida, go to Bash the Brew. It's the best show ever. We have a taping the next day, and then Two weeks after that, we have um, three insane shows. Winwood District Fights, our first art. It's an art. If there's going to be models there. There's going to be a DJ there. There's going to be alcohol. It's not a wrestling show. I mean, it is a wrestling show, but first and foremost, it's a party. So if you're not incredibly beautiful, don't go. Um, we don't even want you there unless you're gorgeous. I'm just kidding. Baby <laughs> Richards will be there. Facade will be there. Uh, but also, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a mix of art, music, uh, partying at a club <laughs> and professional wrestling. So it's going to be really cool. Check that out. And then the next day, uh, Brian Cage versus Facade at uh, Summer Glory. And the day after that, Who's Your Daddy, which is a CCW Father's Day extravaganza. Fathers come in free. That's legit. Go to the website. Uh, you know, as long as uh, your kid buys a ticket, uh, your dad can get in. And if you're a dad, you buy the ticket and give your kid in for free. Who cares? You know, we're not going to be checking IDs. Um, where did it, Ivy go? She got yep, so bored. Is. She got so bored. Oh my god! No, she disappeared on us. She's like, "Stop with the plugs. We're fucking." Hold on. <laughs> We're ten minutes in. No, I'm getting a FaceTime oh, yeah, on the listen, iPad. I thought you, so I I thought you to... were packing. I thought you were packing a bowl. No. <laughs> Looks like you're packing a bowl. No. So let's talk about professional wrestling. I'm sorry that this took so long. Uh, so we want to talk about like impactful deaths. Um, I guess because uh, I'm kind of old. I guess me and Tyler are the same age. Uh, and then Amy and um, Ivy are children in their late teens. With children. Uh, so there's going to be situations where, like, maybe they won't remember deaths uh, that me and Tyler might remember. I kind of wanted to talk about, like, you know, professional wrestling is such a weird thing because um, it's a, you know, like, there's a lot of stuff in professional wrestling, like, and I guess most of this is in the past. I mean, a lot of it's in the past, but, you know, drugs and uh, alcohol and um, steroid usage. And like pain pills, you know, pain pills that they don't even use anymore and all that stuff, you know, put together. So there's a lot of that stuff that caused a lot of wrestlers to, to die prematurely. It's a really weird part of the business because, you know, um, you work at the time, you would work six days a week, multiple shows and multiple days. And it's the travel schedule. You know, I, I'm at this travel schedule, uh, uh, I have a very ridiculous travel schedule, but like. We have a luckily, guest. What happened? Oh, gosh. We have oh, a no. guest. Yes. Oh, my God. Ted. <laughs> 
Ew. All right, daddy's home. Daddy's yeah, Ted's here. Yeah. Put away the I alcohol. literally walked in and I, wow. I ate my dinner and I said, these bastards are going to have a great show without me. And I, you were like, I'm not going to allow that to happen. <laughs> You, no, missed yeah. the, uh, giving, yeah. <laughs> you missed Delio giving. You giving financial advice about yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was the open. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I'm not a financial advisor, but like I said, be careful with the altcoins. Uh, Bitcoin and Lisa's has had a little bit more stability, and you've already had attacks like uh, uh, Russia attempted to attack the credibility of Bitcoin. Uh, you've had China, even though China is the is the. I mean, Chinese citizens are the main are the, are the main miners of Bitcoin. The actual country of China has already attacked, you know, the uh, efficacy of the um, of Bitcoin, but it's it survived. So, you know, imagine that same process, but with the altcoins. Anyway, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Wait, is that a brand new fucking conspiracy board? No, it's the same. It's the same one. She's just just a picture. It's her background. Come on, come on, Ted. Okay, we're talking about we're talking about dead wrestlers. uh, you know, when you traveled back in the day, it was really, really difficult. And uh, um, uh, a lot of things happened. A lot, it caused wrestlers to, you know, pain pills, steroids, alcohol, cocaine. I think if you stick to one of those things or one or two of those things, I, I feel like you can basically get through this. But I think what happened is you had a, a recipe of wrestlers who drank alcohol, did cocaine and pain pills and steroids. And that kills you, I think. But I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, each death obviously is there's different reasons, but I wanted to kind of go and I know it's kind of like a, a weird thing, but, you know, uh, uh, I would like to first we'll start with some deaths that like are the most iconic wrestling deaths and stuff that's been talked about a million times. I know there's some recent deaths, um, but I want to start with the with the I think the most obvious death and I think it's the most shocking death. Um in professional professional wrestling history, and I think that one is clearly Vern Gagne. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that is clearly Chris Benoit. Uh, you know, Vern Gagne was ninety something. Um, I think that was clearly the the death that I think shocked not just the professional wrestling world but the world at large. Hmm. And I remember, um, man, I was young. I was incredibly young. I, I can't remember exactly how old I was. I, I could probably do the math, but um, I remember watching Raw, and I remember Regal saying something on Raw saying like some things are going to come to pass after this. And apparently Regal lived in the neighborhood. So he kind of knew. Um, and when raw went off the year, I think before that, I think it was like, we were still at AOL dial up time. Mm-hmm. I think it was that night at some point, the news broke on one wrestling or Raja or whatever. So um, I remember that was so weird that I immediately downloaded the episode because I knew that a Benoit tribute, and I still have the DVD of the Chris Benoit tribute where they were, you know, where they were uh, uh, paying homage and crying about a wrestler who had just killed his wife and his kid and whatnot. So um, it's just obviously one of the weirdest, weirdest things. Ted, explain to the kids at home what exactly happened that night. Um, You know, if you don't know what happened to Chris Benoit, explain, uh, Ted, for the kids at home, the folks at home who might not know. Jesus, I just logged on and you're having me be this guy. I mean, I can I, I remember that night vividly. Hey, actually, remember, we're gonna get to you in a second. We're gonna, I, we're I gonna actually, start with Ted. Explain explain what happened. I mean, I, I explain what happened and then we'll go one by one on our, our actual reaction when we read the story or or, or however. Right, we right, right. Well, uh to put it 
as politically correctly as possible. He uh, he was a bastard at the end. Uh, he uh, so listen. That there's lots of of speculation about why it happened or or how it came to pass, but uh, the end result of it is that Chris Benoit uh, murdered his wife and his son, and then committed suicide by strangulation on workout equipment. Yeah, so, it, it, you know, Ted, Ted, that's the most succinct way, but I think, like, the weird part of this, and it's been a long time, so, like, hopefully it's not as, like, crazy, but the weird part I always felt was, you know, he, I, I believe he killed his wife first, mm. didn't know what to do, started Googling stuff on his computer, and then eventually he had come to the situation where he realized, like, he had to kill his son, kills his son, still doesn't know what to do. And then I guess text Chavo Guerrero, like the dogs are, let the dogs out of the yard or something like that. And apparently he had talked to Guerrero, to Chavo, between killing his wife and, you know. So it's just such a disturbing thing that it's weird, like, let me say one thing before we talk about our reactions at the time. One of the weirdest things is, I'm not going to like throw anybody in the bus, but in locker rooms that I've been in, um, and people who have known Chris Benoit, there's been a lot of people that would shock you that that still don't believe that he did it. I mean, there's obviously people joke about, you know, the Kevin Sullivan thing. I think that's ridiculous. He was not even that part of the country. But there are people who did just can't believe it. Maybe it's because they can't fathom it because he's his friend, their friend or whatever. But to this day, the people who I know and who I've met that I've discussed this with who knew Chris Benoit, they just can't even believe it. Now, I think with, like, Dark Side of the Ring, we've heard some things that, like, you know, about his mind at the time. And then they say when he they opened his head, his his brain had so much brain injuries, you know, the headbutts and whatnot. So it's it's still, like, one of those things. Um, but it's just one of the weirdest – it is the weirdest death. I can't think of anything weirder than that in professional wrestling, you know. Um, uh, so let's start with uh, Amy. Amy, you said you remember vividly, like, your first reaction. Like, what did you feel when you heard that? Yeah, so growing up, I was a big Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit fan and more so Chris Benoit because like he was like the guy who made at least wrestling him and Kurt Angle made it realistic to me and it was watchable and a lot of the silly shit. So yeah, I remember vividly that like Monday night where um, it was the week after Vincent Van did the whole blow up in the uh, limo thing. That's right. And it was that also adds to the strangeness of this all right. How crazy yes. is that? You're right. And it was one, also, oh, wait, the- we should have a point system, Ted, get a point system. One, one point for Amy. Go ahead. Jamie, Jamie, keep keep ta- tally of everything. Here. Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. Pull that up. It's, it's a simple spreadsheet. Just go ahead. No problem. Okay. And then it was also the night after an ECW pay-per-view where Vin- uh, Chris Benoit was supposed to be main eventing with CM Punk. And that was a match I was really looking forward to. Even bought the pay-per-view for it. And then it wound up he not being on the pay-per-view. So, yeah, I remember uh, it was just a, a Monday night. I logged into Raw as normal. And I remember, like... When I saw Vince McMahon on the screen, I was like, uh, knowing what I knew about what happened with Eddie Guerrero on his tribute show, I was like, oh, something's wrong. Right. And then it went through the entire thing of him. And I remember uh, there was a best friend, uh, Michael, who I walked wrestling with at the time. The minute he started talking about like, oh, Chris Benoit has been found dead with his family and stuff. I called him. I was just like, are you watching this? Like, And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's stuff. And I remember going through the entire episode, like it kind of like in a blur with all the memories and like everybody talking. I remember the, the William Regal thing where he's very ominous about how he pays tribute. He doesn't actually pay tribute, but he just kind of says like Chris Benoit, will, will, his name will go down in infamy. And it kind of left that open 
Like, and then- I think in, 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 in Jamie, you should splice this in, but um, <laughs> it's, like, it's a very strange way, like that only William Regal would word it to where he's saying like a lot of things might come out yeah, that might change this. But one thing about Chris Benoit is X that he was an amazing wrestler or something. It's very strange, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I remember after the episode was over going online, cause like I was what? 15 at the time so like internet was a thing but it wasn't like it is now where it's just like literally like if something happens I log on to my computer look what, what's going on um I remember going to bed and thinking like all right let me see what's going on on the computer because they were very vague about the details and I remember seeing murder suicide and that was like the first time I was like oh no and I I was actually uh, no joke, like bent out of shape for a while because of that. Because like, we think about it, like he was my favorite wrestler and it was someone I looked up to as like, kind of like a badass hero kind of dude, like a, a champion. And then to know that he did that still kind of like to this day, now that I have a little bit more compassion knowing like the state of his mind, like going through all the losses that he did and like knowing what we know about CTE, I have a little bit more compassion but at the same time, like it's hard to think of him as that hero anymore. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really. Um, I, it really didn't hit the gravity of how messed up it was until I had my own daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I was like, oh, like, like, uh, like people who say like, like uh, Ivy a couple of weeks ago was like, oh, Crispin watched me in the Hall of Fame, and I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> Ivy, drink more vodka, please. <laughs> I don't drink that vodka. Was, Oh, sorry. What are you drinking? Oh, white wine. Hey, I'm having a condor. I mean, this is such a such a, a light and fluffy uh, uh, subject this matter. This is one of, today. one of I'm my having favorites. A, a, a condor Milliman. It's a beautiful uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. From <laughs> I was going to say, is that a Cabernet? Of course, a Cabernet from Chile. Obviously, I have a lot of okay. uh, uh, I have a lot of new influences from Chile, so I'm going through the uh, catalog of Chilean uh, uh, reds, and it's wonderful. I mean, it's a little pricey for the uh, the boldness of it. I mean, I would expect it to be a little bolder, but I'm someone who drinks okay. a lot of Cabernet, so who knows? Let's go back okay. to Chris Benoit. Uh, how <laughs> so, is your, uh, sorry, before we do that, how is your light, what is it, uh, 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 is that a Sauvignon Blanc? What, what are you drinking, Chardonnay? Oh, no, it's it's almost like a, um, it kind of puts you in mind of a Moscato, but it's Stella Rosa, Stella mm. Peach. Mm. It's, it's probably my, wine. It, you know what, it's probably my favorite wine brand. I haven't there had is, one of their wines that I haven't there is liked. Something, there's something different about the being drunk on like a nice white wine that's very different than like any other wine. I'm not <laughs> yes, gonna, I agree. yeah, we can't talk about it. But yeah, yeah that's a wine <laughs> where like, if you're staying in for the afternoon with a with a partner, I would recommend. Okay, so um, so listen, let's go to I'm, Tyler. I'm, Tyler, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna break Ted, in here for a second. Ted. I'm gonna break in for a second. Breaking news and, from Ted. And I'm gonna say this. Because Amy was like, yeah, I kind of have a little compassion knowing the facts. Listen, if I ever do anything even remotely that fucked up, I want y'all to piss on my grave. Yeah, bury you. Yeah, exactly. Really okay. I, I, and I, I, I legit mean that. I have zero sympathy in my heart for him. Um, he made the choices he made to perform the way he performed. He knew mm-hmm. what he was doing. He knew that it was wreaking havoc on his body. And he continued right. to do it. And with Benoit, there's just some weird things about like the whole the whole idea. And 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 I think that was in the beginning of the internet age too. I think I read it online. I couldn't believe it. And then uh, maybe it was that afternoon. And then I remember talking to everyone the next day after the it was the Tuesday. We're talking to everyone the next day, and it just had blown our minds. Uh, Tyler, uh, 
you're around my age. So you were uh, like not an adult, but you were a teen. Uh, uh, you watched Raw at the time, right? I mean, what, what were your mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings about the whole thing? Uh, shocked, sad, and a, a mix of emotions, really, because we were still understanding that whole process. What really did happen? I, I didn't understand why it was a ticking time bomb, but now the more research has come out, everybody's brought it up with steroids, possibly the CTE scans and everything. Then it started making sense. But I'm with Ted. You can't forgive the actions, but the, who I feel compassionate for is definitely his son. Watching oh, that in the ring. I mean, because you two think points for it, Tyler, uh, Jamie. Put yeah, two points. That's the truth. Well, well, yeah, and he just he poured his heart out into to, uh, for his aunt, or actually, in a way, is his aunt that was Nancy's sister to right. have that bond with him. Just man, that that touched on the heartstrings. That that meant so much to me to see that connection, even after what Benoit had done. And that's my takeaways from it. it it's still I'm with you guys. It's still shocking. But and I, I just didn't know enough about his his life naturally because it's not like we knew him personally. But it's right. it's such a shame. What a career he had, and he he would be in the Hall of Fame. But he did the unthinkable, and I just think for that reason alone, I don't see how he's ever going to get that nomination. And I don't think he. I don't know. That's that's controversial with me. I don't know. Yeah, I was I was talking to a, a, a one of the trainees who just started. Um, he's really young. His name is Preston, and. Um, he's having trouble like figuring out how to bump. And my go-to uh, is to say like, Hey, like just watch a bunch of Chris Benoit matches, but you know, I, I just didn't feel right telling a kid that. So it's just really strange. You know, he was the textbook wrestler. So it is what it is. Yeah. Ted, mm-hmm. you were, you're my age, or I think you're, I think you're the, you're like one year younger than me. Uh, so you were, you were there, you were there for it. What was yeah. your like initial thoughts uh, first when he died and second, when you found out what he did? Um, well, I, I remember it distinctly. I was, I was working. Um, I was in college. I was working. I was uh, at a summer camp when the news broke. And uh, I got a text message from one of our listeners, actually, from uh, from Chuck Moore. He's a real estate you agent. You weren't doing the podcast back then, Ted. <laughs> no, no. I think Ted has the CTE now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. CTE. But, you weren't uh, doing the podcast lack back of sleep, then, not Ted. By impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friend well, of the Chuck, pod. Chuck listens to us now. And... Uh, I know and what Chuck, meant. Yeah, everybody knew what I meant. <laughs> Thanks, Bam Bam. All right. Um, but we, uh, you know, he and I, basically, we, we used to, like, watch Ring of Honor DVDs. He would get, like, all the Ring of Honor DVDs mailed to his house, and we would watch them in his, you know, in his, in his basement um, coming out of high school and into college. And, uh, and he texts me. He says, Benoit's gone. And I went, like he got fired. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, like because, because Danielson this, and this is before, like, this is thinking before like, hey, cell Chris phone, Benoit you know, Chris hero, you know, this is before I, you know, before I ever had a smartphone, I still had like a flip phone at this point, you know? And, uh, I'm Do like you have a razor. You look like you know, a razor guy. I had a crazer. I had a crazer and it was pink. <laughs> I have pictures of it somewhere. Um, that's a story for another time. Uh-huh. The, uh, but Chuck texted me and he goes, you know, Benoit's gone. I said, like, he was fired? Like, what happened? And he goes, no, no, no. He's dead. Like, he died. And I was like, oh. Oh, shit. Okay, well, damn. And so then I finished up work for the night because it was like a, like, right around dinner hour camp that I was working for theater. And um, and then we got all the kids out of there at, like, at, like, 7 o'clock. And I, uh, and I called him on my way to my car 
And I said, so what happened? And he goes, I don't know, man. There's a lot of conflicting reports, but it seems to me like Benoit and his whole family were killed. And I was like, oh. I said, has, has WWE issued a statement? They just, he said, just that there's been an incident and Benoit is dead. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm watching Raw tonight, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I turn on Raw, I watch the show, and I'm kind of half in it and half out of it. Because by the time I got home, I got on my laptop, I'm reading, you know, I'm reading things. And, uh, and then the next day comes and all the news stories are the same, right? And it all says murder-suicide. And the only thing that that even crosses my mind is how does someone do that? Right? How oh, does someone sorry, do that? Sorry, my cat just attacked me. Well, you deserved it. No, I um, didn't. Yeah, I did. I was know, grabbing his tail. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> you deserved it. Like Chris Benoit of 2021. <laughs> okay. So, um, and, and, and that's all I could think of for a really long time. And I, I really struggled with it because, like, my favorite wrestling video game is smackdown versus raw 2006 right my uh my one of my my favorite wrestlemanias is the the triple threat with Shawn michaels and triple h and chris benoit right um and there was just so much stuff there that i i, I really loved that chris benoit had done but and i really struggled with it but my my end result after i had my my children and my particularly my first right. child and holding my first child, like like Nelio said earlier, um, after I had had my oldest son, and something came up about Chris Benoit on like a wrestling forum or something on a website or something like that, it really got me thinking. I'm holding my son. I'm 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 reading this stuff on the internet. And I'm going, damn. I hate this man. Right. And and it's a shame because he was very talented. But hate is a word that I almost never use with regards to people. Uh and I hate him. I think uh I think he's the worst kind of human being. And that's 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 where I landed yeah. on. I um you were just reminding me. It's so crazy. I, I, I always forget this. There's two Chris Benoit stories. And uh, uh, when I met him at WrestleMania 22, and there was a kid who was trying to sneak in with pizzas, and he called. Uh, yeah, yeah, you told us before. Yeah, you yeah. told us this one. And he was such a nice guy. And then also he was drinking with Shane McMahon. He was losing his temper with Shane McMahon, but not like in a ridiculous way. But they were arguing uh, at the Weston O'Hare bar called the Benchmark. WrestleMania 22, and uh, you, you, I never saw that he would do that in the two moments. I mean, but who knows, right? Like we don't really know anybody. But it's a very strange, like, like you said, you hate him, right? It's mm-hmm. weird to think like, can you hate someone? You know, like, you know, we don't know The Rock, and you think we, we think we do, you know. But it's those things, like you're exactly right. When you hold your daughter, you hold your son, and then someone does something like that. There's, it's really. A, unforgivable so when ivy talks about him getting in the hall of fame it just enrages me man you're really trying to get ivy canceled <laughs> he is i i don't understand it tonight. ivy you're next uh <laughs> you remember you're a, you're you're a baby you're like a you're like a high teen so I was um in, i think that was like 
in preschool. What happened in between eighth and ninth? Diapers, <laughs> Tell me, like, how you, like, uh, did you remember that? Do you remember? Do you remember what? Yeah. Like, you remember watching the thing? Like, okay, so yeah. how did you feel when you found out he was gone or dead? And then how how did you feel when you realized what it was or when you were told what it was? So when I found out that Chris Benoit had died, I, it was on the the Monday Night Raw tribute. So like, of course, it was like that devastating impact oh my god what happened um because I always I had always been like a Benoit fan I thought he and I still to this day I think he was a very very talented wrestler there's no doubt about that but when I found out like Ted is he a top five all time on your list if you if he he never did that he probably if he never did that right that's what I'm saying like if he, he probably is he's up there I mean actually like but when I was a kid I was not that impressed but when I became a wrestler, I became an incredible. I became incredibly impressed because mm-hmm. he does all the little things exactly right. So I would say he's a top five of all time wrestler. What do you think, Ted? Yeah, I, I would think if he never did what he did, I, I yeah, might I have that so. opinion. T- Tyler, mm-hmm. Tyler, is he a top three wrestler of all time? I mean, there, there's a debate there. I would definitely go top five, but you know, you can make the argument for top three, like you said, if John he never Michaels. did anything. Yeah, yeah I mean, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying, just if he never yeah. did anything, I'm, I'm just trying to put it in my head too. I never. Michaels, people, Michaels, people, AJ, AJ, has got to be up Angle. there. Yeah. Angle, yeah, all, all good ones. Masawa, yeah. I guess. Anyway, um, the point being is uh, Masawa, Bret Hart. You know, there's <laughs> Shawn Michaels, there's other guys, guys. Uh, point being, I guess, is like it's a weird thing because I never. If someone has like best wrestlers of all time, I never say Chris Benoit, but he probably is top five, top three. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ivy, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're fine. You do it all the time. I think we're all used to it by now. You're, you're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so like I just I remember being really shocked and really devastated about his death in general. And then when we found out that it was murder suicide, I kind of had that how could somebody do that, you know, type of thing. But I don't think that again the thought process behind it and me wanting to know more into like why and what would cause him to snap the way that he did didn't come until I became a parent myself right and it it's like I look at my kids and even though I could strangle my kids some days like I could never actually strangle my kids right so it's like what happened in his mind for him to go and be able to do that um and then also having the medical knowledge that I have and the knowledge of mental health that I have I've tried to wrap my mind around it. I have tried to, you know, sit down and say, okay, we know that he was depressed. Um, We know that he had years of, you know, drug use, whatever. Um, And we know that he had taken so many blows to the head. We know now that he did have CTE or at least evidence that he had CTE. So from a medical standpoint, I do know what that can do to somebody. I don't necessarily think that every person who ends up with CTE or ends up with, you know, the same type of concoction of, you know, downfalls that Benoit had at that time is going to do something like that. And thinking more along the lines of how he killed his wife first, and then he killed his son. For me, it almost, in my mind, wonders if there was a domestic dispute, which it's no secret that, you know, apparently this kind of was a thing of the past, at least it happened on one occurrence. So did they have a domestic dispute? Did he accidentally kill her in a fit of rage and then panic and not know what to do? And rather than, you know, going the route that would have saved his son's life and kept Benoit alive, he took a different route and kind of like 
in a fit of panic did what he did. So I still think that he is an absolutely phenomenal wrestler. I will always admire his, his ability in the ring, but it is very difficult to accept the fact that this great person was yeah. able to kill his wife and kid. Yeah. It's just a weird, it's just like one of those weird things. And, and unfortunately with the way that um, news and society, like we're finding out a lot about these artists and stuff more than we even want to know. And then we find mm-hmm. out these people are horrible people. Not, I'm not talking just about Benoit. I'm not talking about just murder, but you know, other things like, you know, I love Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was one of my favorite comedians ever. And then you hear about this stuff that he did and it's just, it's a weird thing. You know, there's a, it's just mm-hmm. a weird thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm able to um, forgive a lot of stuff, but I mean, I just think killing, you know, a mentally handicapped eight year old or whatever is just, beyond the pale so it is what it is guys and um we'll never know like what those last moments were so let's move it along i was going to talk about somebody else next but i'm going to move it along to a more timely uh death and it's it's was before benoit a couple years before and that is brian pillman because i remember vividly brian pillman i remember i never was allowed to get uh wwe pay-per-views at all and, uh, I, for some reason i got this one i i don't know how like i think i just begged my family to get it because i was so into the uh marlena goldust brian pillman thing like just the fact that like brian pillman was saying he was having sex with goldust's wife on video it was super provocative uh uh, I don't know if that what, what what that means for me, but uh, uh, I remember that pay per view, and then finding out at that pay per view, and then I remember distinctly, um, and this just was on Dark Side of the Ring, so that's why I want to bring it up, I guess, briefly. Um, I remember the interview with his wife, and Vince being such a strange guy to his wife, and kind of goading her like well, Brian had a lot of issues though, didn't he? Like this is not normal or something like that. And again, like Jamie, pull that up, splice this in. Uh, but I just thought that was one of the delicate way of putting it. It was just a very strange <laughs> thing for me. And, um, you know, I'm just going to briefly, like, I love flying Brian. I remember him wrestling um, Liger. I remember him being like a lower card guy. I remember the entire angle with the loose cannon and then for him to die the way he died. And to this day, I don't know if they, I, I didn't watch, I've, I've watched the first one. I don't know if they talked about this, but to this day, the medical people like have not, I mean. They kind of Pil- went into it. Pillman in didn't really, he didn't really have a bunch of stuff in his system when he died. Like, uh, uh, right. Did they, did they talk it about It was that? heart disease, heart disease. He had yeah, heart so disease it was, oh, okay. and he had a congenital he heart had, issue. Yes. An undiagnosed issue or untreated an enlarged issue. heart or something like that. Right. From, and they yes. kind of, and yeah. like, you know, they, in wrestling term, they kind of fucking buried him on TV <laughs> with his wife without even knowing the information. That's like the, yeah. like, that like, it, it, like Pillman's death is one of those things that, uh, put a, it puts a microscope, not just on it puts a microscope not just on the like death of a wrestler but on pro wrestling in general that was my takeaway from it because if i die and people just trash me on national television and then months later you find out that like you know it i didn't have cocaine like, oh, he, died of, he clearly died of cocaine overdose and then i wasn't doing cocaine i'd be pretty pissed because <laughs> like wwf raw doesn't need to put a retraction out there you know what i mean yeah. oh wait i shouldn't be talking about this 
anyway, yeah. go ahead, Amy. Yeah, go ahead, Amy. Mm. What, what, what was your uh, uh, reaction to Brian? Me, as, at the ripe old age of five years old when he died. Oh you <laughs> baby, you teeny well, tiny baby. Yes. So this was, uh, he died like a couple of years before I started watching wrestling, but I do. So, okay, next. Tyler, what do you got? You're my age, right? I'm just <laughs> yeah, I, I would I, think, yeah. I did just watch the uh, dark uh, dark side of the ring episode, and I, I like I knew of him like growing up and like rewatching like the Attitude Era and stuff like that, and I knew about the infamous interview that Vince McMahon, who continues to be a shining example of how to run a business, it's great. Um, <laughs> he's a billionaire. But, he's a billionaire, but. <laughs> Some of the stuff he does, man. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, Amy, you, you can't blame Vince McMahon for that. Go ahead. Continue. I can't blame him for that interview. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> continue. <laughs> but um, it was a real eye-opening experience watching the two two episodes of, um, what was it? The uh, Dark Side, Dark of, the Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring, yeah. Yeah, and just seeing like really how influential he was on Steve Austin's career and like how like he was able to that both of them elevated each other to that main events picture and then he was the perfectly honest he was like the eddie girl before like the, that impactful death and i don't think he got that much like right. notoriety for it for it because it was like one of the first instances where like a 30 year old was dying of, right. in wrestling because yeah and not only that like seeing the influence the impact like on his kids uh, and like uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and everything, and having that raw moment on the documentary when he's talking about life after his dad, and yeah, I, like I, I, I'm not gonna lie, uh, like uh, I cried a little bit during that like second episode when you're just like the kids talking about it, and yeah, so not much like at the time, but I did get to know him afterwards. So I guess let's go to Ivy because you were also in like what third grade. <laughs> Not even. If I was five, she was a toddler. He died died in '97. And you were born in '96. I think he died in late '97. I was born in '94. All right, Ted. What do you got for me? Three and a half. Uh, Well, listen, Ted. You're an adult. I'm an adult. Um, Listen, I think that. For me, I was still young enough at, at 97, I, I mean, being 10 years old, um, that it was, you know, another, another celebrity death for me at that point. Um, when did Princess Diana die? 94? That's it? like uh, when I, yeah, I guess so. I was no, like, was Diana 96? Like seven years old? Was I six years old? That was a death for me that was like I woke up. Diana was September sixth of ninety seven. No, that's her burial date. So she died August thirty first of ninety seven. She wasn't buried until. I I feel like ninety seven was. No, I was. I was old. I was an adult, and I was an adult, but I was eight or nine (laughs) years old, and I was like, um, that was the the first death I remember, and I guess this is around the same time, right? Yeah, I can remember wrestling deaths way more than like normal deaths. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and and that wasn't the case for me. Like for me, I was, I was into wrestling, but I wasn't, I was removed enough from it on like my everyday life that it didn't affect me like that. Yeah. But when I, well, when tell me I how you felt like, when princess died, died. Um, it was weird, right? It was weird. I was shocked by it. Um, 
I was shocked by the outpouring of love that was shown by people that didn't know her. That's what mm-hmm. shocked me the most about Princess Di's death. <laughs> um, and I felt that way about most celebrity deaths. The first one that really hit me hard, hard was Eddie. When, yeah, that was, I was Eddie, going there next. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it was a, that was such a surprise, right? Yeah, it was. It was just. It was out of the blue. It was. Out, it was out of nowhere. And for me, two thousand and five. Yeah, I was an Four? adult then. Yeah, I was an adult. I was an adult then. Um, my my biggest thing is for Pillman. I went back as an adult, like when I first got the WWE Network, and I was watching all that stuff and that's when it hit me yeah and and what hit me about it because it was no longer shock value is this could have been the guy mm-hmm. like how different yeah. would this thing be if i that that i love to watch right how different could this thing that i love to watch be if he was still there mm-hmm. you know um and I'm not saying he would have reached the popularity of Austin or The Rock, but he could have easily carried that mid card into that upper, you know, that that yeah. that bottom level of the main card. Um, I, I I disagree because the car crash. So Pillman was such a great worker in WCW, and he mm-hmm. was not a good worker in WWF, and um, he could have got through the Attitude Era. But as soon as 2001 happened or 2002 happened, um, he would have had to be had a completely different role. And uh, it was different because Austin broke his neck and his style improved. And Pillman fucking broke his ankle and his face and he just became a shell. Maybe you're right, Ted, because maybe like maybe there were enough people who were not like me who saw how good Brian Pillman was. High angle drop kicks amazing springboard stuff um and then when you watch him like punch kick uh off balance falling over a lot and at the time it was really weird i didn't know what was going on i thought he was on drugs but in reality he had had his his ankle fused i guess he couldn't even move his foot (laughs) so it was like i think he was done and i think he was just in a weird spot but that being said maybe there was another role for him you know what i mean i don't know i I uh, think i think that his his ability to get over outside the ring would have propelled him to, to be like a puncher in boxing, right? Boxers and punchers are two different things, right? Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But a puncher always has a shot yeah. and, and he could have been the puncher, the puncher. I mean, in I, and then also like the promos of the attitude era, he's, he's a, uh, he was, he was tailor made for an era that he was not in. I mean, when you talk about like the meat of the attitude era, he had, he died. I mean, yeah. obviously they had the gun thing, but he died pretty quickly after that. And like, mm-hmm. he was not there. He never had to do a promo against the rock, like, you know, for mm-hmm. example. So he wasn't really there in the attitude, attitude era. He, you know, um, he, but again, he started it. I mean, look, uh, I remember being introduced uh, to the concept of fucking someone else's wife through Brian Pillman. <laughs> So, so what you're so, saying like, imagine... is that you have certain exploits that you want to air out right now. No, no, no. <laughs> it was just like, it was so, imagine me as, I don't know, 10 years old or something being incredible. That was incredibly provocative. Like, whoa, like that's insane. That happened. That like, yeah. Like the idea of like him taunting to someone else that like, I'm going to, I've been banging your wife for a week and she needs a lot of water because I've been fucking her. 
It was such a fucking crazy or like an ECW when he's like, I'm going to pull my dick out. That was insane to me. Like, and um, it started. Sounds the like Ivy's DMs. <laughs> it started. Uh, exactly. It started the Attitude Era, but it was also IBCMs like. Ivy's DMs are closed. <laughs> forever. Permanently. But like, so, <laughs> so like, uh, uh, I, I just felt like that was, there's certain, there's something to that because, but then. I remember being disgusted by like the Goldust Luna relationship. So later on when Goldust was like doing like a ball gag and all that type of stuff, like I was, I was like 12 or something, 11 at that point. I was like, this is disturbing me. So I, it's just a weird thing. Like he kind of, I felt like he kind of knew what was, what, what, what buttons to push, you know? And I didn't know it at the time, but he was basing all this stuff off of reality. You know, like, I mean, there's, it's, you know, Dusty didn't want, Dustin to be with Marlena for a few reasons because she'd been with Pillman and Flair and other people before. So I didn't know that as a kid, but there was just something real about him. So yeah, maybe it was that. Um, but it was just weird. It's just such a weird death. Amy, did you already say what how you felt? I already said, yeah. Tyler, was you, were a, you were a man back then. You were what in your mid-30s? Uh, <laughs> not quite that old. No, wait a minute. You're putting too much years on me, buddy. I'm sorry. I, I now that you've cut your beard, I can't figure out your age anymore. I don't know if you're 55 <laughs> or you're 31. I don't know. Or nine yeah. at or this point. Yeah, years old. Nine. Yeah. nine. Yeah. Well, don't yeah, listen were, to him. You were you Pillman. You're Pillman and Marlena's love child. I knew it. Well, <laughs> is that real? Okay. That would put you at 22. Well, I, I got you. No, I'm not. I, I, I wasn't even laughing no, at ahead. that. I was distracted. I was laughing at something else. Yeah. No, something you're fine. Else. Hey, we, we got to keep Ted. it. Up. <laughs> Johnny Walker. Oh, Ted. Okay. Go ahead. No, no. The thing was, it, it was a shame because he think about the career and, and years he would have still had left, and to prove, I mean, he was so good as a worker. The thing that Ted touched on, he could get over, and he worked everybody. That he made you believe in it. That's something that a lot of wrestlers could still use today. I mean, yeah. with all due respect. And I love how he just worked all the companies. I mean, he, he was such an influence. Yes, controversial. I, I think that I think that's overstated. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I, 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 I think like I think the whole like I worked. I like I worked. Amy's either fighting her cat or her daughter. <laughs> I think the like yeah. Brian Pillman, um, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess it's overstated that he worked Bischoff. I'm, I'm like, I know Bischoff is sometimes like people consider him a liar and stuff like that. Uh, but I think he's right on this one in where he was like half playing along and half he didn't care at that point, in my opinion. I know like the joke is like, hey, he worked Bischoff to get a bigger contract with the WWE. I'm more inclined in this position to like uh, uh, believe Bischoff and his huge hog, you know, his huge dong. Uh, Amy, tell me how you felt. For 17 years, the dominant force in professional wrestling in South Florida has been Coastal Championship Wrestling. Join us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the best weekly episodic professional wrestling in America. Uh, I think we should go to a more recent death because we're, you know, I want a death that we talk about when we're all adults. When New Jack, um, which was what, like two weeks ago? Yeah, you literally texted me the oh news while I was in the airport. <laughs> I hate. Oh yeah, we were so in Nashville. Right now. Yeah, I was on the air in the airport coming to Nashville, and you texted me like, "By the way, New Jack died right before I turned my phone off for the plane." I was like, 
well shit all That's right crazy <laughs> no I, I actually was really sad because i i might be one of the only few people who have met uh new jack in person and se- has only positive things to say about the dude because he was super nice to me like i was working backstage at an event uh making sure like the wrestlers need had water and shit and he was very nice to me like he he was just like yep yeah, we're good like you guys are doing awesome like like and then, like, the minute he went out into the curtain, he turned into New Jack, and I was terrified again. But, like, backstage, he's a wonderful human being, at least in Dallas when I was working there. Yeah, I had a new, a similar, actually, it's funny, similar experience with New Jack, and he was hilarious. And he was mm-hmm. um, a manager. He wasn't booked in a match. He was a manager, and there was a little kid who must have been eight or nine, and he kept on saying he was going to pinch the kid's ass. <laughs> saying, like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. It was the sounds weird now but it was really funny like he said i'm gonna pinch you i'm gonna pinch you and i'm like yeah like you know and i want to tell the kid like yeah that guy like killed a guy <laughs> or tried to um but he was actually super nice and super funny and then um and then he was asking everybody if somebody knew where they can we can find some coke and i was laughing at that too i thought it was hilarious <laughs> so you know he was never uh he never was a weird guy but that was before the renaissance I think New Jack had a huge renaissance with um, uh, Dark Side of the Ring last year. Mm-hmm. And I think he became like this cult figure. And I think not a lot of people get to become Ivy's beating your kids right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people don't become that cult figure. But like, I'm glad walk, he got that before he leaves. I'm glad too. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you did. I don't know if he deserved. Yeah. You know, New Jack is a, is a weird guy. Like, uh, you know, you look at the mass transit thing. And um, before I was in the business, I was like more on New Jack's side. Mm. And then like, it's like, man, you want to like, you know, like he tried to kill big crimes. I don't know if that was a work or not, but like, you know, I don't know if you want to kill a guy in the ring with you. I don't know. Uh, Tyler, how do you feel about New Jack? And how did you feel when he passed away? Oh, I I was sad. I mean, he's another one that's controversial because he, you know, he did some bad stuff, but you know, from Amy's accounts, I never got to meet him, but I heard he, he was actually cool to you. I mean, I, I guess as long as you respected Amy, he would track that fear to you. I need to go back and actually watch his matches to appreciate how good he was. Cause I heard he, he really was a good wrestler without doing all the hardcore style matches, but you know, I just don't have a good enough perspective on him. Cause I wasn't aware of him as much with ECW, even going back to Smoky Mountain before that, I, I didn't know enough about the gangsters and now I'm going to have to go back and check that out. So I'm not going to have a great answer, but I, I, I was sad. I, it, it's always sad to see somebody I, pass. Away. I, I agree. I think it's, he is like, it's funny. You look back now, that's some revolutionary stuff uh, in mm-hmm. ECW and in Smoky mountain and just keeping the music playing. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, I don't know. He was just on the forefront of just cool shit. And he was like a cool shit wrestler. And uh, yeah, you know, I've been told by guys that like, if you wanted to, New Jack will headlock takedown international, like he'll do stuff like that if, if you wanted him to, but why would you want him to do that? Ted, how did you feel? Uh, uh, obviously you uh, watched the dark side of the ring. Um, you have interesting opinions on New Jack. How'd you feel when he passed away what, two weeks ago? Oh, yeah, um, mixed. I, I had mixed reactions. Um, uh, sad because the guy for all intents and purposes um the guy seemed like he was a chill dude like he was a cool guy and um 
and being a Philadelphian and being an ECW fan, I, uh, man, I love the shit out of some new Jack stuff, man. Um, and, and it just felt like, it felt like a huge loss. Um, not everyone I know feels that way. Um, there was one person I won't, I won't say who it was on air, but there was one person who was like, uh, he shot on me when I was a rookie. So fuck that guy, you know? Um, but, uh, I know who you're yeah, talking about. I, I know you're talking about. Do you? He's a, he's a big dude, right? It's like three, three, three no. I'm not going to say who it is. No, no, no. Yeah. I have a friend of mine whose first match was against New Jack and New Jack kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> um, it's and his I, first so I match. Know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's a loss. It's a huge loss. Um, for the hardcore, Amy, you know, what do you, what do you mean? Fan. Uh, is that like sliced bratwurst, baby? What? What are you eating, Amy or Ivy? No, it's, it, it must Ivy, be it I must see, be yeah. ring bologna. It must be ring, ah, ring bologna. No. I was gonna say, I'm not. Oh, is that Sausalito? What what type of cookie is that? It's a Milano cookie. Ah, uh, Milano. Uh, Ted, tell the folks at home what Milano is. White people cookies. <laughs> it's a city in Italy, guys. Anyway, um, uh, to to move on from New Jack. Um, an old ECW wrestler one time told me like, oh, New Jack, it's all the work, bro. All the work. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but he told me it's a work. His whole thing is a work. And then I was like, no, he seems real. And then um, at the dark side of the ring, when they said he had a bunch of pro wrestling action figures all over the place, I was like, it's probably a work. Because a guy who wants to like cut you with an exacto blade isn't collecting an Ultimate Warrior plastic toy in my opinion um uh so that was a recent death uh tyler this one's for you and this is for me too vader i don't remember when i heard vader died yeah, i remember that, when i i remember when he when people told me he had like a mm-hmm. year to live and then he wrestled the hospital right. but i don't remember when he died How, what was your feeling when uh, uh big van vader the mastodon if he will passed away uh, very sad because I, I think he was one of the best big men, uh, you know, with Bam Bam and all those guys. And you saw what he did in Japan, those matches with Sting and WCW with Harley with Anoki Race. when he beat Anoki and like yeah, Anoki, all, all that. Yeah, that that was big time stuff. I mean, I think even the Japanese fans were mad at him legitimately. He got some major heat. He I love him. that shit. Yeah, and it's it's great. But yeah, I was I was saddened because he looked like he was trying to turn his life around. You know, he he kind of had a mixed reputation. You know, Orndorff we heard had to knock him out. During the backstage taping, there was all that. And it was a shame he didn't get the push in uh, WWE. I mean, I love Shawn Michaels, but that whole match was a fiasco. There was some good parts about it. Talking about SummerSlam 96, where the spots, Vader seemed a little clumsy at times and, and all that. But, I, you know, I heard about it through, you know, social media. And it, it was just sad. I mean, because Vader's one of those guys I, I thought was awesome. And I know another guy that kind of reminds me of that, and but I'm not going to name his name. I think he wrestles for CCW. He's got his own style, but wears a mask a little bit. Yeah, similar. Ivy, yeah. how'd you feel when Vader died? Hold on, I'm finishing my cookie. <laughs> Ten, Don't your thoughts? You Listen, if if you could be if if you could be just a little bit more professional here, okay? No, we, we're you, trying to make T-shirts with your name on it, and. It's more, of a, it's more some of, a of our Ivy fans might not have like a fetish of watching me eat. Yep, Th- those are called uh, cedars <laughs> in the community. <laughs> I hate you. Um, hmm, Vader. 
I really didn't follow Vader too much, to be completely honest. Like, I don't recall too much of him from my childhood. So, like, it didn't affect me other than the fact that it's another. Were you a big Were you a big uh, Boy Meets World fan? He was the dad of the kid on Boy Meets World. No, I was not. That, a boy Does that touch you? Are you? Do you so? You're still, you're younger than Boy Meets World. No, I just never really watched Boy Meets World. Topanga, Ben Savage. I know who they are. Mm. I just didn't really watch them. Yeah, Topanga was that was my crush. He's in, yeah, yeah. yeah. She still is. She's a big wrestling fan. I was gonna say Uh, you would have dig Mr. Feeney. She married someone. (laughs) (laughs) She loves Mustache Mountain. Yeah. Uh, uh, Topanga. (laughs) Topanga married an acquaintance of mine named Jensen Carp, and that blew my mind. Good for him. And yeah, exactly. I met him when he was a rapper. And now he's mad for her. <laughs> Great guy. Ted, explain to the folks at home who Jensen Carp is. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, Ted, tell me what you feel about Vader, the death of Vader. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I wasn't a huge Vader fan. I, uh, I, I just didn't. Spitting didn't, right now, Nelio. I didn't, and right. I still don't. And I still don't find the, find the appeal in him. Um, Especially because I think he was he was mishandled in the WWF. Ted, you're in Philadelphia and you're a Fed guy, the E, if you will. No, so like you did you watch? I mean, I mean, if you watch Vader's work in WCW and in Japan, especially in Japan, Japan. That's what I was about to. That's was literally what I was about to say. Is is his stuff in Japan was always more intriguing to me than his stuff in America. And uh, I have a, I've, I've run into a problem is um, there's a gentleman um, that I was training with who knew Vader in Japan and he just felt Vader was incredibly disrespectful to like young boys and enhancement guys in that he would bounce them off their necks with no regard for their safety. And then when he worked with Anoki or Stan Hansen, he was incredibly safe. And I, and we're going to talk about a guy next about that too. I feel that's a really weird thing. Like uh, you want to protect your opponents, whether you're wrestling Hulk Hogan or whether you're wrestling, um, you know, uh, James Ellsworth, like just because you're wrestling an enhancement guy, you shouldn't bounce them off their neck. Yeah. And Vader, Vader had that reputation where he was like, well, who am I wrestling? Oh, this guy. Oh, watch this. And he would, you know, obviously he's not intentionally hurting them, but like, if you go on YouTube right now, just put like Vader versus two jobbers in Japan and you will watch some of the nastiest matches. They're, they're way more fun to watch than like a 50, 50 match that he does in Japan. But at the same time, it's like, as someone now as a wrestler, it's a really strange thing to think about. Like, why would you want to hurt someone? And, and um, I guess that gets us to our next, our next guy, because he was exactly the same way. It's Yokozuna. Um, Yokozuna died after he left WWE, so it's a little different. Like, he wasn't during a major run. He was, I think, a year removed or two years removed from being on the roster. But uh, he died in 2000. Ted, do you remember when Yokozuna died? Uh, yes, but I, I remember it in the same way that I remember... Umaga died? Pillman. Umaga had more of a... Um, more of an impact on me because I was more heavily invested in wrestling by the time Umaga, Umaga was off the main roster though, right? At that point, they had let him go. Yes. Yeah, they, he was gone by then. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And that's yeah. why that's why I put those. I mean, and also they're two huge Simone guys, but mm-hmm. from the same family. Same but like, yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, yeah. WXW. Shout out to to the Hawaii uh, family running great wrestling in in uh, Mineola, Florida. But that was a weird thing because I loved Yokozuna. Uh, as a kid, I loved because I was a big Bret Hart fan, and his feud with Bret Hart is amazing, and and all that good stuff. I remember the, Yokozuna was just perfect for my time. I was just afraid of him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the same thing I said about Vader, I'm gonna say about Yokozuna. Watch a Yokozuna enhancement match. Watch him do the bonsai drop and fucking kill people, and then watch <laughs> him do it to like Randy Savage, and he doesn't even touch him, dude. Like Yoko's balls like graze fucking Randy's chest, uh, uh, Randy Savage's chest. And then when you watch him with an enhancement talent, he fucking just like he lands all six right yeah. across her chest like he doesn't care. And it's a really weird thing to watch because um, if I'm going to wrestle an enhancement guy or I'm going to wrestle super crazy next week, I don't want to hurt either of them. It's a weird thing. Uh, Ivy, tell me what you felt when Yokozuna um, passed. He was another one that I really never paid too much attention to. So, I mean, it was, again, it was six, Nelio. <laughs> no, I, like, if there's somebody that could actually talk about him, like, and carry good conversation, it would probably be my pop-up. Because, like, he discusses him quite often. He's, like, mesmerized with the real big guys and how they was, can maneuver think, and whatnot. He was like, uh, Ivy, so- Ivy t- t- tell us all about how you felt when the, when the, the drummer from Def Leppard lost his arm. <laughs> Shut up, Ted. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I remember hearing about it. I remember hearing it from the Bloodhound Gang song, where he's like the drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. <laughs> the drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. The drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. That's all. Listen, listen. That is specifically for our UK audience only on Sportinarium Radio. <laughs> You're welcome. So Sportinarium is big in the UK. Let's talk about some UK wrestling, dude. Let's well, talk Davey about Boy Smith. Yeah, oh, yeah. Davey Boy hey, Smith is that's a horrible a good, yeah. one. You know, nice. and uh, in my conversations with his son, um, he was he was incredibly shocked, and I feel like it's gonna sound weird. Davey always seemed like a guy who wasn't gonna be around a long time to me. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's because he was jacked to the gills, like those guys or whatever. But if you would have told me when he was alive that he wasn't gonna be alive a long time i would have probably believed you like bret hart seems like a guy's gonna live to he's 110 but like davy and jim neidhart seemed like they were already pat you know what i mean like something about those guys and pillman too pillman was a guy where like you watch him and you're like this guy's not gonna be alive <laughs> like he's i couldn't see pillman as a 90 year old i don't know ivy uh what were you two when uh british bulldog uh, uh... she was eight she was eight how what, yeah. what year what year were you born ivy i was born in 94 so and you weren't alive. What's your, the last you weren't alive social? at Wembley. You weren't alive when <laughs> Brett wrestled. I was five and a half uh, when Brett wrestled Davy Boy Smith at Wembley Stadium. You weren't even alive. You were negative two. Mm-hmm. You were in your dad's balls. <laughs> <laughs> what what part of that year was it? Summer, August, I guess. All right, so I was like negative two months. <laughs> you, were like, yeah, you were about to be born, and that was one of the best matches of all time. And Ivy's just chilling in her dad's balls. <laughs> Tyler, uh, uh, Davy Boy Smith. Uh, guess what year was that? Ted, check it. It was like 2000, 2001? 2002. He died in 02. Yeah. 02. How'd you feel, Ted? 
Um, uh, that one actually surprised me um, because that's 2002 is right when I really started being a fan. I was always like, I was a casual fan, like 96, 97, 98. Uh, I was an NWO guy. I was a DX guy, but I was like that wrestling fan that every wrestling fan was back then. And then 2000, 2001, 2002, I kind of came into my own as a wrestling fan. And um, I always remember, so when I was going up, my parents owned a pizza shop. And, um, and so on Thursdays, my mom or my dad, whoever was around that day, would take me to the video store, like a Blockbuster, right? But it wasn't a Blockbuster. I think it was called LA Video. It was on State Road in, in Westchester Pike. Ted, I feel uh, State so Road fucking old Avenue. listening to this. Dude. I am. You know. Um, oh, me? I feel old. I think fucking, you're younger than me, dude. And I feel fucking old listening to LA yep. Video. I remember that yep. fucking dumb shit. Yep. Pink fucking like. Yep, that's Pink right. Lights. That's right. I'm disgusted by myself right now. <laughs> but uh, but they always had wrestling stuff on the shelf. So yeah. like I would because I always spent Friday nights at my grandparents' house because they had the pizza shop and they were open till one a.m. And my grandfather liked wrestling, so I would go pick out like a random pay per view off the shelf at the video store, and I would bring it to my grandparents' house and I would watch it with my grandfather. And uh. And that's when I became a Bret Hart fan and a British Bulldog fan. And, um, and I remember distinctly watching, it was British Bulldog. It might've been British. I think it was Bulldog and Bret. Um, and it was, it was like a week before he died. And I remember watching that with my grandfather. And then like the next week, he died, and I, I looked at my grandfather. I was like, yo, did, did you know that British Bulldog died? And he was like, oh. yeah, you know, I just heard about it. And he like, yeah, that was, like, something that he and I, like, bonded over and sat and talked about. You know what I mean? Um, so that one was, like, the first wrestling death that really, like, hit Yeah, me. I, I, I remember because I was so upset that Bulldog was wrestling in jeans. He mm-hmm. looked like he was going to, like, build a that. wall. I was yep. like, what are you doing, dude? What are you going to, like, lay bricks at yep. my uncle's house, dude. <laughs> you gonna help my <laughs> uncle fix his Chevy Bulldog? Why are you wearing jeans, brother? And then he died. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. weird. Laugh <laughs> about that, but it was just such a weird like bull. Like late Bulldog was weird. Uh, he still looks fucking great. I, it's funny because like you read documentaries or you read, you watch documentaries and like everyone's like, "Yeah, man, Davey was falling apart." <laughs> he looked fucking great still to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Davy Boy Smith is a weird one. Um, also, like the Davy, like Davy was just weird. Like uh, he would go from I remember him, amazing tag team wrestler, amazing sing- singles wrestler, Jack to the Gills. He looked like you remember him uh, wrestling the Warlord. Yeah, he was able to there. match size with the Warlord. Like the like the Warlord was is just like he lives in Fort Lauderdale. So I shouldn't say anything, but it's Jack to the Gills. <laughs> Um, uh, the warlord and Davy matched size, and then you know, when Davy let's say like lost some ass, he was an amazing wrestler. Like the Davy in 98 99, like when he wasn't jacked to the gills, like when he didn't look ridiculous, he looked like a cartoon, he was amazing. Uh, um, so you know, for him to die the way that he died, and look, Brett spoke about it in his book, it's one of those things like when you start smoking crack, like. <laughs> 
it's just one of those things that like you hit that wall. You know what I mean? Like when you start doing that stuff, it, it's Ivy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> when you hit that, like, you know, it, it, like he was just a guy who had done a lot of stuff and, you know, it, it was just, that was a weird death for me too, because um, I love Davy boy, but yeah, you know. Davy boy was awesome. Oh my God. Let's finish up with one last death. And this is the death in professional wrestling. And that's, I was watching the pay-per-view, the Kemper arena. Uh, I had uh, my cousin Cheech. Shout out to Cheech. Now you guys does, he have, cousin does he have Cheech. a, does he have no, a he doesn't name? Smoke. I mean, he smokes a lot of weed. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good friend of mine. He uh, is a, uh, he owns elephant and castle in Chicago. So if you're in the loop in Chicago, elephant and castle, uh, Ask for Cheech and uh, tell him that uh, Nelio told you to get free liquor. He won't give it to you, but Cheech told me I can have a drink. Maybe he'll steal one. I don't know. Steal from his bar. Anyway, um, uh, Cheech, it was his around his birthday and there was a bunch of girls over and I was like uh, really invested in the pay-per-view because I wasn't allowed to get the pay-per-views, but I also um and i was super young but like i also wanted to like flirt with these girls who were a year older than me <laughs> so i was trying to like pretend like oh yeah wrestling what's up with wrestling like this is funny like i was like like joke making fun of the wrestling because i wanted to like uh you know like, i don't know. i mean was i old enough to make out what year was it was it 11 11 year olds make out not oh, whatever wow. there was a bunch of girls at his house and i i and then owen hart died <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I god! Had to, I had to pretend like I wasn't devastated in front of like a bunch of girls that I was trying to like uh, you know I don't know, make out with. I it didn't work. Obviously, I should have just cried. But like I remember when Jim Ross was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, like like I didn't like I remember when it happened and I didn't get it. Like I didn't get what was going on until then. Like the later on where like Jim Ross is like." Owen Hart has died. And then like Jerry Lawler was like, oh yeah, like Owen Hart's dead. I didn't get, like they, they didn't get across the fact that he had like fallen, the accident. Like it wasn't a hundred percent to me. I didn't really realize it until when he said he died. And then I really had to pretend like I didn't care, I didn't care but I was devastated. I'll remember that forever. And uh, Cheech, I blame you. I blame you for that, for Owen Hart dying. If it wasn't your birthday, I'm sure it wouldn't have been such an awkward situation. But yeah, I remember that forever. I was watching it live. <laughs> Tyler, what were you? Uh, well, I I was at you know at my house, not you know as exciting with all the girls. So that that tells you a lot. But no, no. Did you did uh, you buy the pay per view? Were you when you were a kid? Did your parents let you buy the pay per views? Yeah, but I, I don't think I got really? that one. Believe it or not. Yeah, you, dude, yeah. dude. I didn't even have cable. Yeah, dude. I grew. I grew up with seven channels. I had to. Okay. I, had that's to that's so much, I had to beg kids in my class to tape WrestleMania and bring it to me the next day. Yeah, tapes were a big thing too. Oh, you know I did. Was one. Is, yeah, go ahead. I did like buy-ins with friends, but like, listen, I'll okay. put in ten. Bucks no, no. When I was older, not when I was ten, Ted. You did buy-ins when you were ten years old, eleven. Well, my cousins and I did. Yeah. I see. I, I didn't even think about that. I I was allowed like two a year. 
and I would be an idiot because I'd blow my load and like, oh, I'll watch this fucking dumb pay-per-view. I'll watch In Your House 19. <laughs> Generic WWE pay-per-view, 47. Yeah, there was and so then many. WrestleMania yeah. would come and my, my, my mom would be like, no, you're not allowed to watch this. You watch In Your House 19. <laughs> I was like the kid, like, you know, the marshmallow test. I'd eat like all the marshmallows. But uh, um, uh, my pleasure centers are fucked. But anyway, um, it was such a weird pay-per-view. Uh, what was it called? It was called Over the Edge. Mm-hmm. They didn't stop the pay-per-view. Uh, the no, crowd went nuts. They the crowd watched the guy die and then fucking popped like a maniac when Austin and the Rock or it was Austin and Undertaker the Rock, wrestled, right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I mean, Tyler. It, I'm sorry, rich no, kid. So tell no, me about you watching no. every pay-per-view and your parents like buying you stuff. No, <laughs> no, not exactly, but. Yeah, that's the amazing thing that the fans, you know, this went on and stuff. But that was such a weird time. And and Dark Side of the Ring learning more like his widow, Martha. Yeah. Actually, you know, not wanting him in the Hall of Fame because she's mad at Vince. And there was something with the rigging. I didn't realize all that till a lot of those details. They shed light on them. And, and to watch interviews with his kids. I mean, Owen was such a family man. He would actually miss dates. It's what his, I, I respect. His son, his son it looks mm-hmm. money. If Owen mm-hmm. his son would be a professional wrestler and his son has a great look. I know he's a lawyer or something like that, but his son would be a great wrestler. Oh, he, he he's a great be. look, I mean, but I'm sure his his mother told him like, you know, never to wrestle. But go ahead, Tyler. I'm sorry. No, I, but that that's one that was emotional for me too, because I everybody just had nothing but positive good things to say about Owen, whether it was wrestlers that worked with him or just fans, people who just appreciate the man's work ethic. And he, he was a great river, meaning he teased. I mean, everybody just had all these great stories. And you could tell when Austin, even though the heat they had for the pal driver, the neck, toasted him, Jeff Jarrett, yeah. everybody. Vince, it, even with all the controversy, was crying. There was so many people that you could tell it just, it crushed them. Owen just meant so much to the business, not just WWE, but WCW. There were so many people all across the board in the world that Owen, he touched their lives. So that's what stood out to me. I don't think anyone is i mean it's just weird like i don't i just think it's such a strange thing that he just died on tv right he very weird yeah Crazy. out of nowhere yeah. i think like you know like when i was a kid i used yeah. to think about kennedy like when john f kennedy's head explodes but that was not even shown for like three years after it happened mm-hmm. you know what i mean this happened on television he died i mean they didn't show us but he died in an arena and we all watched it ted what do you remember what you felt like um so did the pay-per-view actually see it no so yeah okay they they show the audience and then um i was trying to explain earlier i'm watching this thing like jim ross is explaining no he said like we well well that wasn't like he said something like that wasn't planned and we're going to be getting back to you but like he didn't say like owen hart just fell i think he might have said that i think i was just trying to mac on danielle casimasimo (laughs) Shout out to her. I, I believe that I WWE right has the only footage of the actual falling because obviously hard cam is filming the entire time. Right. Oh, and no, they, no, they I, have the footage, but I, I, I they're I don't never think going to release that. It. Yeah, no. That's horrifying. I don't want to see yeah. it. Yeah. I heard I mean, I mean, I've I've heard that he um fell to the buckle. Well, there's the the more uh, as horrifying as I hope it ever gets, there is audio of it from the right. Spanish announce table where you like actually hear the impact and then them mm-hmm. react, but that's about it. And if he had not hit his chest in the buckle, he might be alive. Yeah, it was a long fall. Uh, how, was it 50 <laughs> feet? How, how, how long was it? 
I think it was like at least 35 is what I've heard. See, I think you can you can survive a 35 foot fall. I think it's because he, he hit his his like heart on his on the turnbuckle, right? Sounds horrible. Yeah. And then he just bled out in the ring or something. Like his he just drained his his blood drained out. Like he internally, like he busted his organs and just bled out inside. It was it was horrible. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I actually didn't hear about it that night because I didn't have cable and I didn't order pay-per-views except for like WrestleMania where I would do a buy-in with my cousins. Um, so I found out about it the next day at school. Like I got to school and they were like, you know, or it might've been, what month was it? It might've been camp. March. Was no, yeah, in May. May. In May. Yeah. May 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I got to school and, and someone told me like, and it's like a blur to me. You know, like I was like, wait, what? Like May twenty third. Like, did this that really a, happen? Like ninety nine. So, wait. So as a, a baby, no, I was making out with girls by then. Compared to you guys, I was like, making that out with girls be trippy, by then. Like to not have the internet and just like hear through word of mouth and like think like th- you guys are working me right now. This oh, must be a work, and it's like coming through word mm-hmm. of mouth because like that's a, I know we didn't touch really on Eddie, but that's how I felt about Eddie. I thought it was mm-hmm. a work. For like a long time. Until, Eddie Guerrero? Well, because I like I was like 13 at the time. I kind of still thought like some of WWE might be like Wow, May, yeah, May 20th. It might be kind of like trying to fool us. And I thought mm-hmm. for a long time that Eddie was a work. So I can only imagine what pre-internet being told things like, oh, this person died, this person died, being like, oh no, what they're just they're ribbing us. He's gonna come back at the next pay-per-view, like triumphant return kind of shit. Like, so like I wasn't around for like the earlier deaths, like Owen Hart and stuff. That was before like I really started watching. How old I are you? Imagine. Uh, so ninety nine. I was seven. Seven, yeah. So was I wasn't a, really I was watching yet. Twelve or it was thirteen. Probably thirteen. I made out with Candace Rodriguez like right that week, probably the week before. The first time I ever made out with a girl. So it was. Shout right out Candace. Shout out to Candace. <laughs> Candace. Wherever you are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for ever making out with me. I was. Not worthy at the time. I'm Candace, very you know, I hope you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, yeah, and Sportatorium. I mean, yeah, and Sportatorium. Sportatorium. Candace, I hope you're listening somewhere. Candace, I appreciate you because back then you were out of my league, and now I'm pretty sure I'm out of yours. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, wow, you just uh, you that's just, how life works, Daddy. I can't wait until Candace decides to message us and want to come on and lay him the fuck out. Oh my, I'll be glad, please. Yo, listen, <laughs> That's my please, fetish. if you are listening right now, Candace, even if you're not really Candace, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you're Candace. I'm friends, I'm you can know. find him next I'm friends, week at Unbranded Brewery at Fashion the Brew. We were kissing, like, uh, her tongue was, like, rubbing the roof of my mouth. I thought that's how you made out. Anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> it was the first time. I had no idea. Look at Ivy. She's, like, cringing. I didn't know how it was supposed to feel, Candace. What the hell? I, I don't think I've, I've I probably haven't told that. Definitely not on air. Um, no, no, no. My point, my point, my point in all this is um, it's like a weird, it's like a weird thing because you can track the trajectory of Owen Hart passing away in front of how many people were in that arena? Oof, who knows? It was a packed arena. Yeah, yeah I don't 15,000 yeah. people. And then you just you you track that entire trajectory towards where WWE now is a billion dollar corporation. And when you really see how much money they they gave to uh, Martha 
and all that type of stuff. It's just like a weird thing. Going back to like when you're in the ring now or when I'm in the ring now, like we did a we did a dangerous, it's not that dangerous. Like we've done a few dangerous things, but I do worry about like what is the what is the cost of all this? You know what I mean? Like I watch, uh, I'll give you like uh, Saturday, I come out of the curtain and I turn and I see Ariel and he is caked in blood and I wanted to stop the match because that's, that's not just a wrestling character. That's like my friend who's bleeding and I'm worried for his safety. And it's a weird thing too, because it's like, where does that end and begin? You know, and he was fine, you know, whatever, but you have to worry about that stuff. And then would I ever do a, like, like, look, Cha-Cha did a balcony dive on top of me through a table um or on top of venetia sorry <laughs> on top of venetia's through a table not me some dude yeah some dude yeah, yeah, yeah. good dude with the bdsm man and then yeah exactly yeah. but then you think like you know yeah it was cool for the audience but you know what if he hurt himself it's just a weird thing like well, how far is wrestling gonna go like i would let's say we get into eventually ccw does a bunch of arena shows i would never have someone come down like sting just because of the potential of somebody dying you know it's such a weird mm-hmm. thing but then you can watch a stage show in Las Vegas. You watch the Beatles' uh, uh, um, "Love," and there's people uh, coming up and down from, I'm yeah, sure, higher than Owen Hart did. Eyelash and, on that, yeah. Yeah, and they're fine, and it's it's normal. So it's just a weird thing. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, like, when does wrestling become stupid? Uh, about zombies. Zombies. <laughs> zombies. <laughs> oh, zombies. Yeah, at the zombies. Yeah, but before that too. Yeah. No, Eddie. I mean Eddie Guerrero and JBL. When I watch that match, I don't. I don't. Not interested. I'm just worried about Eddie Guerrero dying from blood loss. Well, yeah. Like, when does it become stupid, guys? Like, it was stupid for the Blue Blazer to come down, but was it stupid for Sting, who it was such an awesome badass part of his character? He come down from the ceiling with a baseball bat and beat people up and all that type of stuff. That was cool, but he didn't die. But you know, the blue blazer was stupid. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. Sting talked about yeah. it. He actually had a conversation with Bret Hart about if y'all don't want me to do it, I'm not going to do it again. I think he was on Jim Ross's podcast, but his older one talking about that and something I didn't realize. And and Bret's like, no, it's okay, Steve. You know, that's his real name. And uh, just go ahead and do it because he was questioning that. He's like, this is just out of bad taste for me to continue to do this. But they kept wanting to do it propel in that crow character so uh, that's something i didn't know uh samoa joe gave tyson kid the muscle buster and he ended his career and samoa joe never did it again mm-hmm. and i feel like that's a to me i would give if you amy i would give stefan or chris Vero or anyone a fucking muscle buster tomorrow i don't give a fuck it's such a safe move to me but the wwf never did it again seth rollins does he do the buckle bomb anymore Mm-mm. Has wrestling changed? Has wrestling changed where like a freak accident can end? You know, I don't know. Should wrestling um, change? Yes. Like, should no one ever repel from the ceiling again because of Owen Hart, Ted? I, that's a loaded question. Um, should no one ever do it again? Should no one do a buckle bomb? Should no one do a muscle buster? I mean, should no? I mean, my finish is a, a sit out. Uh, front-facing pile driver, and that ruined Owen Hart's career. Should no one ever do that again? Should I never do that again? It's just, it's just a weird thing, right? I've never heard anyone with my pile driver, but Owen did it to Steve Austin once, and he broke his neck. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know the right answer. I don't know the right answer. But what I would what I would say is, um, this the business 
as a whole is a risk and reward business. And that's why at the biggest, at the, on the biggest stages, that's why these people get paid what they get paid because they do it so much and it is their only source of income. And if something happens to them, then that's it, you know? Um, and I think that there are some things that just shouldn't be done. The buckle bomb shouldn't really be done. It's kind of, kind of pointless. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it has too high of a risk for the reward of what, what do you get out of it? Uh, should no one ever repel from the ceiling again, from the roof again? I don't know if that's true. You just said a few minutes ago, we have people coming down and shows from on Las Vegas and on Broadway yep. all the time that, you know, fly by Floyd does Safely, a great job they of They do things. it twice a night for, you know, years. Yeah, exactly. Times. You know, the, the beast Weird. in the beauty and the beast, the musical flips o- over and he's suspended from the ceiling. He's flipping and doing all kinds of acrobatics. You know, that it's just, uh, it's 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 a loaded question to say should it never be done again but my my question to answer the question is is the risk worth the reward and is the reward worth the risk but is it is all is any of it worth it i mean it's a weird it's just a weird thing like for what for like wrestling is art to me so um i love wrestling because it's like i get to watch art you know in its best form in its worst form it's mud show fun fuckery it's a soap opera it's you know i like to watch blood too i like to watch i I like to watch new jack cut someone with a scalpel but in its best thing it's like chris hero and daniel bryan and all these people like creating art you know um but is it worth it's obviously not worth somebody dying but i guess it's like a risk reward thing right like you're just saying yeah ivy i mean what do you think (laughs) i don't think there's a right answer to that I like, I kind of, you know, what Ted was saying, it's, it's one of those things, certain things are not necessary, but no matter what, if pro wrestling was not a thing, there's going to be some other outlet. So look, people are always going to pay for boxing. People get injured in boxing all the time. Same thing with football or any other, you know, sports. So I just kind of feel like it's, it's one of those things. And I don't necessarily think that we should let one terrible incident stop them from attempting certain things again within safety measures yeah Tyler uh Tyler wouldn't take my sit out front pile driver he refused no, he's a prima donna though you can't do you can't even deal with it well there, there's another Tyler. side of that story but I'm not gonna go into it out of respect <laughs> Guys, um, I think Owen Hart's the perfect one to wrap it up. Obviously, there's a ton of deaths. I wanted to talk briefly about Randy Savage's death. That was shocking. I want to talk about, and I want to talk about like future deaths. Like I thought Ric Flair was going to die about two years ago. Remember, he was having like a tough spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, I think we should we should kind of wrap it up on Owen Hart because that is I like if you if you look at like uh, wrestling deaths, Owen Hart and Chris Benoit are the two like so high profile. And then lastly, like what. This is my last thing, and I'm just gonna go to everybody, and you guys can pee pee all you want about it. But uh, um, uh, Vince McMahon is 72. Mm. What is the response of the world when the greatest professional wrestling promoter of all time, the billionaire, the OG, the man who has fought off everybody, bought his competition, when he finally kicks the butt? 
bucket, whether that's in 50 years when he's 130 something, whether that's in 70 years, 80 years when Vince finally kicks the bucket. I mean, what, how will the internet respond? Ted, I'm going to start with you. Oof. Uh, how will the internet respond? Um, I think that the dumb marks out there will almost celebrate. I think, I think that that some of the dumb marks in the IWC um, that, and that's like 90% of our listener base. Yeah, that's you listening, pal. Don't celebrate. Sorry, go ahead, Ted. <laughs> you know, no, but but I mean, you know, they'll be like, oh, he's finally gone. Now we can get a better booking and they're going to get yeah, the Now same. Johnny Gargano can finally wrestle Finn Balor on the main roster. You know, it, it's going to be. Cesaro finally can win the fucking title. <laughs> you know, it, that, that's exactly what it's going to be. That's exactly what wrestling Twitter is going to look like that day. Uh, I hate that. Go ahead. You know, um, but I think that that. Those of us that have a little bit of class, those of us that can reflect on on what has happened uh, in the wrestling industry under Vince McMahon's quote unquote leadership, will uh, will reflect on that and and mourn the loss of someone that helped make what we love what we love. He made it what it is, you know, for better or for worse. He made us fall in love with it, right? So. That's, you know, that's, Tyler, I think that's where we're at. Actually, Amy, I mean, a lot of people are going to pee pee or poo poo the response to Vince's thing. <laughs> what is your, what is your thought? Wait, you did it on camera? That's day. gross. No, I turned the camera That's gross. Did you guys I mean, not? Ivy's into it, but that's gross. That's, that's your You guys didn't notice my camera was off for like a good solid like 30 seconds. All right. I was wondering how that Gatorade bottle refilled. Amy, how is the day? <laughs> How is the day Vince finally, you know, he, he moves on, you know, he gets the, he gets, he finally gets the seat next to God who he's one and know against. Uh, well, are, have, well oh. Twitter is going to be Twitter. It's going to be terrible. Like they, like, I don't think there's ever been a death that like Twitter makes me hate fucking life for what people are saying about it. But as far as I'm, I'm going to be very like, uncertain like bewildered and like sad for the wrestling industry because it's going to be an uncertain time like this is like the main guy in the wrestling industry for the past like 30 years exactly it would be like the craziest time that a man in his 70s or 80s or hundreds passed away right like because i i've envisioned vince 100 years old and running raw I envision Hunter. I, I envision myself their dying children. before Vince McMahon yeah. does. Their children yeah. dead, and Vince, the genetic jackhammer, dude, <laughs> the size of that guy's cock. You can imagine. We'll be alive and well at the gorilla position. Ivy, what do you feel when the genetic jackhammer passes away at 140, <laughs> the oldest man who've ever lived? 140. Shit. Well, I hope I don't make it that far. Um, but it's going to be terrible. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a sad day when Vince McMahon dies, just because once again, like Vince, if it wasn't for Vince, wrestling would not be what we all love. So I think that, you know, losing him is going to be a really sad day. Of course, there's going to be people out there who beg to differ and want to run their mouths and soil his image, but you know, Vince is Vince and he got to where he is because of who he is. So gonna suck Tyler I don't even think about it yeah I don't even think about Tyler it'll be a a tremendous loss because he's a visionary he uh he created Wrestlemania's he 
what can you say? The man's a genius. And I know I'm going to get flack on Twitter. I could care less. Come mm-hmm. after me. I, I beg of you. What, what are you going to do? But Vince guess, McMahon. Yeah. He, yeah. He, I mean, he, he, it will be sad. I mean, the wrestling community will mourn him. He's, he's changed the game. I mean, we wouldn't have the wrestling we know today. And it's thanks to the territories that challenged him. But the man had that vision in the 80s. He took it national from uh, just being his father's territory. And now look at it internationally. It's amazing. It, it'll just be sad. It, what, he's 100%. so hard to, to put just one word on it. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I can wake up every morning and the best I'll ever be is like a dollar store at Court Bauer. And Vince McMahon, <laughs> Vince McMahon is the man. And he looked at the mob in the face, his own wrestlers in the face, the USA Network in the face, then the TNN Network in the face. And he said, fuck you. (laughs) And he won. He won the game of life. And, uh, you know, that's all you can say about Vince McMahon. He won the game of life. And there's, you know, you don't wake, you don't get raised in a trailer park in South Carolina and become a billionaire. There's not many of those. He did that. So uh, whatever you you think, whatever you think of his penchant for guys like Lex Luger and Roman Reigns and Ludwig Borga and look at him. Oh God, that guy fucking won more than we did so thank you Vince McMahon thank you wrestling and we're sorry about all the deaths it sucks it's funny because we we joke about how everyone now just smokes weed and plays video games all the wrestlers were back in the day like they did coke and steroids and fought each other but I think less wrestlers die so I I think it's a net gain Ted what do you think yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say rip to everybody except for Benoit and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, honorable mention for guys like Warrior too. That was weird that he dies the day after. Oof. You know, yeah. And Warrior is one of those weird guys too. But but you know what? Um, he was a a wrestler. You know, like uh, I heard stories about Warrior being incredibly kind, and I've heard stories about Warrior being a psychopath. So, you know, I've heard stories of me being incredibly kind. And I've heard stories of me being a psychopath. Well, you don't know, listeners, is this is a plug for next week's episode of <laughs> Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, next week, uh, Dark Side of the no, Ring. No, next week, tonight's episode. <laughs> tonight's episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Also, um, next week, I have a special guest. I have a guest in mind. I'm not going to name it now. It's going to be a badass guest. But if not, I have a backup. <laughs> so next week, do we have a guest next week, Ted? Nope. Okay, next week there will be a guest. It will either be a really badass wrestler or a really badass, um, uh, per, let's say just personality in professional wrestling. And that will happen next week. And if you're listening to Sportatorium, thank you for following us. Uh, I am Nelio Costa. It's Sportatorium. I call you Sportatorium because of the uh, uh, Von Eric uh, Sportatorium in Texas, the Sportatorium. Ted, thank you so much for being here this week. 
I know that uh, uh, you wanted to spend some time with your wife, but you know what? Fuck it. Family. Who cares about family, right, Amy? <laughs> she, she decided to go to work. So uh, oh, I was like, oh, well, I'll go to work. Too. Ivy, I, I mean, Ivy beats her kids, so she really doesn't <laughs> care about family. And then like Tyler, like, uh, I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> Tyler, what are, you're a family guy. Yeah, I, we're, we're if you're listening to this on uh, Sportnarium, go to YouTube. <laughs> Rewind Wrestling Radio and look at Tyler's new face. Straight up baby face. That guy's a baby face now. Handsome mug. And, that handsome and, mug. And single. I don't know. Rich, incredibly rich. So, so, uh, Southern um, Tennessee boy. Let me tell you this. If you're living in England right now and you're looking for a visa to live in the United States, I would say Tyler <laughs> Peters is the way to go. Dude, ride this guy twice, three times a month, max. Oh That's for a visa. Okay. And look at his gorgeous yeah, face. Go to the YouTube. It's YouTube.com. Rewind Wrestling Radio. He is actively looking for a gorgeous British woman. Ivy um, would Ivy would say it's a face that she could sit on. It's okay. You can sit you on know? exactly. No, no, no. If, <laughs> look, if you force this guy to shave, you just can just ride his face all day. Look at him. And and God with that, man. folks. Please remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, and follow us on all of our social medias at at W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. <laughs> and for $9.99 a month, oh, wait, it's not $9.99 anymore. It's not $9.99 anymore, yeah. <laughs> Just go to the cock and figure out how much it costs. <laughs> go to the cock and figure it out. All right, guys. Well, thanks for, thanks for covering for me at the beginning of the show here, guys. Oh, and uh, yep. to all of our listening audience, I guess uh, we'll catch you next time.